Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet, your host, and today I have a beautiful guest on for you, Jade Downey. I asked Jade to be on the podcast because the things that she channels and writes on Instagram are so poetic, so deep, so thorough, such beautiful truth that I really could not wait to have her as a guest. And so I'm super grateful for Jade being here today. And I just recorded the interview and I'm really just so touched in my heart after the experience of having spoken to Jade this evening as I record this. And in the beginning of the podcast, she talks to us about the topic of innocence and coming into innocence. And that is this thread that's woven. If you listen for it, it's woven throughout the entire interview. And then as I sat here, I thought that was such a beautiful embodiment of this topic of innocence. And so Jade is living this um, very, very beautiful and (laughs) unique woman. And so I am very um, honored that she came to the podcast today. So we talk about themes um, like innocence, uh, what it means to be an oracle, oneness, love and compassion for the self, um, And moving through trauma and the layers of trauma through innocence and love and compassion. Um, And then we talk extensively about the Holy Mother Reclamation, which Jade knows a lot about. If you've been listening to the podcast, I've been talking about um, the feminine and regenerative energetics, and this podcast taught me a lot. So I'm going to read Jade's bio to you, and then we will get down to it. Jade Downey is an elemental songstress breathing the primordial essence of the Holy Mother through the tapestry of sound and light in its reclamation and restoration. She supports the regeneration of the sound fields, re-encrypting and re-patterning the atomic and elemental layers of creation to liberate consciousness and thus the conscious expression of the spirit through all realms. Her connection to the earth body and its inhabitants, namely the plant spirits, assists her in opening the portals for humanity to travel through moving toward embodied unity consciousness. She works in a one-on-one capacity with individuals and in group containers to support deepening remembrance of the organic state of the multidimensional human anatomy. It is through these sacred spaces and her continued relationship with all kingdoms that allows her to anchor the frequencies to guide the collective back into the perpetual ceremony that is life. You can find Jade on Instagram at Sacred Wholeness, and I highly recommend it. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. 
but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own, and now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy, in other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle, it's a circle of women coming back into union and unity, then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years. And what I can tell you is this, there is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why we are soul family. Truly. If you're listening to this, your soul family. And so the sacred remembering membership community is the next space to step into that tribe. And you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published eBooks are in this archive, the divine mother architectural series, my healing man and money trauma teachings, and more. Also included are live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc., etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group and sign up and we'll see you soon. Hello, Jade. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am (laughs) really, really thrilled about this conversation. Thank you for saying yes. Um, I've been watching your work on Instagram and everyone that is at Sacred Wholeness. And we were just saying before we went live that um, your your words are so poetic. You are such an oracle, um, just really bringing forward deep, deep information. And so I'm I'm just thrilled to have you here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's... Um... It's truly a gift to be able to offer this for everyone. It's, um, it really lights me up. It truly is me in my organic state, allowing the energy of source to come through the body and be delivered in such a, a beautiful, explorative way. So I feel very blessed that my templating allows me to do such. 
That's beautiful. And, you know, what I would actually love to start with is a little bit of an explanation of an oracle. I've been intending to Mm -hmm. do an entire episode on this and haven't done it yet. But how do you connect with spirit and maybe even tell us a little bit about your sacred remembering journey of of learning to do this or remembering to do this yeah yeah i think there's a lot of misconception around an oracle and a lot of the time there is an emphasis placed on this clairvoyant component of that but an oracle is uh you know oh all of the feminine is an oracle, has oracular function. And it is through the feminine that we reach up through all of the different dimensional layers, all of the realms, and we're able to feel the texture, feel the color, the fragrance of the sound, of the harmonics, of the architecture. And we weave that, we descend it back down into the body. And then through the body, it is able to be translated into some expressible form. So, you know, for myself, it's through my poetry, through the code that I shared. For another, it's through art, through dancing, through their own individual teachings. So it's not always around this overt clairvoyant, clair um, audience. It is, it is to do with a sensory feeling function of the, the feminine coding, the magnetic um, capacity of the, of the form. So for myself, my connection with spirit has really come through uh, a reclamation of my innocence and an understanding of, or I should say, a breaking down of a framework around what innocence is, because there is still these overlays to innocence that it is this, you know, we think of purity, almost like this whitewashed, um, childlike state of which there is no, no trauma, no, corruption and that by all means is innocence but there is innocence in all aspects of our beings so when I was able to fully start to come into um, reclamation ownership activation of the innocence within the different components that make up the multifaceted nature of my my full God self I was able to truly connect with spirit. So when I was able to really sink into the depths of, you know, a a deep part of my being is this sensual, fiery, mystic woman. And, Mm. And I had to really allow myself to feel the innocence that comes through that particular codex as well as being uh, a, a deep part of myself is this elemental mage who loves to commune with the plants, to have my hands in the dirt, to, you know, to actually be in connection and relationship in that capacity. And then also the, the inner child, like the, the innocent though the aspect that we would usually denote as innocent, the one that likes to draw and sing and dance and just be silly and laugh and laugh for the sake of laughing, like starting to laugh and then 
choosing to just be silly and and keep that laugh going because it feels good within the body. And so as we, you know, as I, I should say, came into really seeing the innocence within all aspects of myself, the this the life force, the presence of spirit was able to descend into my body to actually infuse and saturate and break down the barriers, the compartmentalization between all of those aspects so that I could be a fluid expression of all things at once and to move in and out of different um, expressions as needed as I wanted to play with and, and allow it to be this beautiful sort of undulating fluid sphere of of sound and light so Mm -hmm. this was this has been my journey a deep remembrance through the land through the different plant spirits um allowing myself to be humbled on my knees and to be told very bluntly and sternly by these other expressions, these other beautiful embodiments of source, when I'm in ego, when I'm holding myself Mm. in false confines of what I believe to be holy, what I believe to be innocence or purity, because all of these have immense overlays and distortions within them. So as we, as we start to clear that, we clear room within the body and spirit descends through us. And this is where we actually restore the house of Christ. Having, you know, being fully animated by spirit is the same as saying the house of Christ has been restored or Christ has been resurrected because they're, they're one of the same, the feminine and the masculine dancing together. So that, that's been my process of really moving through self-exploration. And I mean, there's, there's very varying processes within that, but it has been always coming back to who am I, who are the different parts of me, because I am my God self, and that is what I have to honor. I'm here to be that expression, to be in... Um, that individuated form of these templates. And so I truly have to know thyself, reclaim all aspects, reclaim the innocence to allow spirit to breathe through me, to speak the word of God, to uh, radiate that purity, that eternal song. So this is where I am at presently. I've sort of arrived at this space of, uh, surrender and stability within this beautiful vertical connection that has been built out through spirit. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> As you were saying the word innocence, and I was really feeling into that, um, two things arose. One, the word purity, which I think you then used later. And I was going to ask mm. you, you know, do you use those? interchangeably would you say they're the same um like you're going yeah yeah you're shedding these layers of like not self going back to the purity of self yes I think purity 
is a word that we have to use with caution mm. because it can it can really easily pull us into a space of believing that we have to be cleansed of everything and yeah. um it can push us into these this space of healing a uh, healing loops of which we are always trying to seek this almost sterilized state of which is it becomes void of spirit itself so i i use purity in a very um, cautious way with intention in relation to its connection to innocence mm. but i i the language around that i have tried to actually step back from using that because um we are messy we are yeah. messy and we're, and we're wild and and it's raw and it's rugged and and we have to accept that that's a part of ourselves and and sometimes the notion of purity can and can demonize or condemn or uh, push us to hiding those parts of ourselves that are messier away and then it's at our own detriment so so yes and no <laughs> mm-hmm. such a wonderful point yes I, yeah. And then the second thing that I wanted to ask from that beautiful articulation of innocence is, you know, for people listening who have something that feels very active in their field, like something they feel they need to clear, like a trauma, um, Mm -hmm. something that feels in the way of um, them feeling God, how do you articulate this? Um, this choice, it sounds like the choice to align to innocence and how does that help to heal versus someone thinking that they have to heal everything in order to get to God? Mm. I love this question. And honestly, within my process, I've gone through a lot of the earlier phases was this seeking, this trying to get back to God through the, I I think we all go through that. We awaken, we think, my goodness, I need to be doing something. I need to heal myself. I need to get back into this pure state. But it's understanding that we have to really break it down. And we speak often about unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, this being the organic state when we're restored, and yet we're unwilling to acknowledge the the true oneness. And so I just want to sort of go on a tangent for a moment to deepen into this, but we have different experiences that different consciousness is moving through in terms of there is the new age communities that they come into awareness of the oneness, but there is no discernment used around merging with that which is um, distorted or seeking to siphon. And then we come into more of a Heros Gamos community, which speaks on uh, inner unification, oneness with all things, but then places barriers and separations between itself and that which is distorted, demonizing, fallen aspects. And I think that we are now coming through into a space of seeing what those offered and being able to refine it into coming back into a state of simplicity in which, yes, we are all one, even these fallen 
uh, aspects, this, this fallen consciousness is still an aspect of self, of the one. And therefore, you know, when you, when you see others as aspects of yourself, you can handle things in a very, uh, strong and clear way because you're no longer, you don't need to receive validation from yourself. You don't need to prove yourself to yourself. But also when you see another aspect of yourself that is acting out of accordance with eternal laws of creation, you're not going to tolerate that. It's just within yourself when you have an aspect that is maybe um, displaying addictive tendencies or narcissistic pathologies. When you become aware of it, you implement things that are necessary to ensure that that doesn't hijack the system. Mm. So that can be extrapolated to uh, the, the larger whole, the external in which there are these forces that come through and as truly seeking to manipulate the unconscious and subconscious layers of your being through the trauma in order to feed themselves. So when you just see that it's a fallen aspect of your own being, you can be very, very stern with it and mm. say that that will not be tolerated and that there are going to be boundaries in place. And so the reason why I preface with this is because often what we hold within what we hold within us is still all of our being. It's just different, you know, inversions, distortions, reversals. Um, you know, it's. A, a disfigurement of the organic state. Mm. So when we come to a point in which we we sort of like butt up against uh, a blockage or we can feel that there is a trauma sitting there, there is no need to um, to feel resistance to it. It's acknowledging what it is as part of that part of the self, part of the one to breathe love and compassion into it, to allow it to open. And as it opens, it reveals more of its coding, more of its data around why it's there so that we can go in and re-encrypt it through the base layers of our being. And we have to also understand that just because we rectify a template, say we drop out a false masculine template, a false feminine template, doesn't mean that we still don't have behaviors or thought forms that are still within the body as a almost habitual program that we still have to work through and clear as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it's not this instant fix of that's dropped out. Now everything's sorted. It's understanding that there's layers through the body, through the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of our being that all have to be processed in relation to the singularity of what that trauma was. So I, I does that sort of provide a bit of a, a framework for to answer that for you? Yes, absolutely. And so the the I know. I, I, as you're talking, I'm like, I have five questions, but I'm trying not to ask all of them. Um, no, it's so beautiful. And so the, just going back to innocence for just a moment, I mean, mm -hmm. so it's, I love what you said about love and compassion, because when we have these distortions, 
in our field and these things that feel so deep and so old, you know, um, like I'm 40 years old and this year I have gotten down into these layers of, um, you know, imprints that, Mm I would have thought, you know, if I were judging myself, it's like, why haven't I worked this out yet? But it's like, you know, I was going around and around that, that spiral and healing layers and layers and, and like, this is uncovering now, um, Mm -hmm. now that I'm actually like able to, to love it and equipped to integrate it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I love that you said it's never done, but um, I also love that you're highlighting choosing innocence and choosing that loving compassion of the true self, of the oneness and of the one that spirit moves through while there is this um, healing and integration taking place. It's like that that's the only way we can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, when we, when we actually drop this, uh, timeline of healing of which mm-hmm. we're supposed to oh, meet yeah. these these like goals and these outcomes we see healing as an outcome based process rather than just a a state of being okay, a state of yeah exactly and so when we it's like when the dissolution of all false uh cycle cycles starts to clear even when we have this illusion of day and night and oh i'll start that tomorrow when it drops into understanding that it's just constant movement that in any moment you can you can choose who you want to be and just because you're not healed doesn't mean you don't get to live that you don't get to choose what you are in that moment and yes there is some distortion within the body there is pathologies within the body there is trauma that still exists and that that has caused fracturing but you still are connected with god you still have spirit coming through breathing through you so if that isn't present for you to address you don't need to go digging Mm -hmm. life will always show you and reflect back to you the patterning that you need to process the the trauma that needs to be cleared but when you're in a plateau of actually just being embodied you don't need to go in and start dissecting the self right you can you know it's just an opportunity to choose innocence to be because it's not a state of innocence to constantly be mutilating the yeah. self in the, in the name of yeah. healing. And like, right. that's, that's more damaging and it causes further fragmentation because it's, it's saying to the self that we are not okay as we are, yeah. that we are, that we are uh, broken. And that is very, very damaging to the feminine. And it mm. doesn't allow her true nourishment, her true sustenance to breathe through, which then blocks us from receiving spirit. And we become in that moment, we despiritualize ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we, we fall into the amnesia, into the state of blindness. And then things get harder, get confusing, get, you know, all muddled again. So it is, it truly is a choice of the dissolution of the false boundaries, the false constructs, the false cycles and imprints that are saying, you have to wait until this time until you are embodied at this point to truly live, to truly be, to truly express. It's like, no, that's false. In this moment, just as you said, as you are in this beautiful year of 40, 
you are now uncovering these aspects of yourself. But that doesn't mean that when you were 35, you weren't perfect in that moment as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So so. beautifully said. Yeah. And um, the self-love, I think, to, you know, look back at some of the things that I said in 2017, 2018, 2019, and and be like, well, that's where I was then. That's like mm-hmm. that's what I knew then. It was beautiful then, and um, we're changing all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, and and oftentimes we have to we we speak so much on like divine timing and and allowing God's will. God's timing, but then we're like, well, not really, because we want to do it in our timing. We want it now, and oh, and we, right. you know, we try and rush it, but it, it is that spiraling. And a lot of the time, we have to move through that. We have to have that level of coherence, comprehension, to then go through the next spiral. And where you are now, and what you are uncovering, and what I'm uncovering couldn't have been done at an earlier point because the frequency couldn't have been held within the body that was fractured at that level. So we have Mm -hmm. to, you know, what's revealed to us is relevant to the level of of what the body can handle or hold at that point in time until it goes through another cycle and then it can hold more and more is revealed. So there is no wrong information. It's just what was able to be held and expressed through the level of healed um, spiritual anatomy at that point in time. Yes. Yes. So well said. Um, I want to shift a little bit because um, I cannot wait to hear you talk about the Holy Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm noticing, I would love to read this piece of a post that you did Today, actually, we're recording this on the 18th of September. Um, mm-hmm. And when I read this, and it was about um, the, you know, the gender binary and that that falling away and evolving. Um, but I've been talking a lot on this podcast about the feminine and regenerative energetics and and just women getting to have like more regenerative energy mm-hmm. in their life instead of that frequency of depletion that um, has been the circumstance for the feminine um, for so long. And so you wrote this, I'm just picking out um, a sentence or two here. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is what you branched from, or maybe this is just what I resonated with, <laughs> but it was like, yes, you said, as the ancient souls of mystic women whose souls themselves have been burnt raw, charred, and bloody from being dragged over the coals of the sacrificial landscape, warding off those who had sought to suck and bite at their breast, to drink their milk, to invade and embed in their womb, torturous emaciation have as they have arrived at the present renewed from pouring through the golden gates of the aquiline streams flesh filled now seeking the arms of the beloved for it is he that she desires to feed to nourish to make love to endlessly to birth their their conceptions as threads that are woven through the fibers of the cosmic loom. Thank you for channeling this information. It's so beautiful. But I just, I read that and I was like, I know exactly what that feels like. And I bet so many women listening 
do. Um, so yes, please talk to us about the Holy Mother, about these golden gates of Aqualine streams. <laughs> I know that you spend a lot of time in this space. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is part of my function, part of my codex is coded to deliver this material and very um, deep in relationship with the Holy Mother. So what we have been witnessing within you know, a very extended period of time, thousands and thousands of years, has been this absolute state of abuse, misuse, rape and pillaging of the feminine in which she has been, as I shared, you know, the, the womb has been invaded, has been embedded to see that which was corrupted to birth all these fallen creations. And we are finally arriving at a point in which the, the feminine is being restored. The Holy Mother is present here with us. And it is bringing about this process of womb reclamation. And so when I speak of this, I speak to the physical anatomy, but I speak to our understanding of a macro to a microcosm, mm -hmm. the cosmic womb, the womb, you know, the universal womb, the womb of different stellar and planetary bodies, the wombs that exist within humans, male and female alike. As females, we have a physical uh, anatomy, you know, a womb space, but there is an etheric womb within male biology. So it is affecting everyone at this point in time. And this is this ties in beautifully with the innocence. And I feel this is why um, we, we started with this is that the mother comes through the reclamation of the innocence. As we reclaim the innocence of ourselves, we open to receive her love, to receive her compassion, to receive her nourishment. We return to the breast of the Holy Mother to drink the milk, which actually breathes through the sustenance required for us to truly come into unification. Because without these sustenance, these eternal harmonics that she breathes through her daughter, Sophia, we cannot come into the marriage with the masculine. When we're in an emaciated state, and I, I get the visual very strong, you think of a, a woman who's very, very thin, very malnourished, almost you know, bent over in half. There is no life force within that. There is nothing to give. There is no capacity to birth. And we see this when you're in an emaciated state, the physical form actually loses its, its fertility. You become infertile. The uterine lining is not able to hold that which, um, you know, the, the seed to birth that into these realms. And so all of this is, um, metaphorical for what is taking place also in which the, the feminine womb is now being cleansed and all of these, this magical, the way that I see it is like this plasmic mist, like the, the most beautiful silver um, dew coating different you know coating the grass in the morning as the sun hits it and it's got this silver licks over it as it's coated with this this wetness 
and how fertile that is, how nourishing that is. And so this is this is restoring the organic magnetism, the contractive state. And we always think of contractive as being, you know, there is these overlays to this as well of contraction being a negative thing, but contraction is required because it takes us back into source to then be expanded out again. Mm. So there is a restoration of the, the organic magnetism, which is what, um, how do I word this? The contractive function and the magnetism is what restores, I don't know if restores the correct word to use, but it facilitates the increase in potency and function in the electricity. Mm. So without the magnetism, without the contraction, the electricity is at a low like wattage, so to say, mm. it, it is able to be in its full um, animating capacity. So right now, many women themselves are going through and men alike are going through womb clearings in which this space is being fully reclaimed. And we know this area is, you know, the sacral space is deeply connected in with the elemental layer of creation with the sexual misery programming. So it holds a lot of the distortions around the, the feminine, the masculine, how these operate and express, how these come together in unification. So this, this, um, this clearing is actually this collective planetary galactic universal cosmic clearing of all falsity that, that exists as a wedge between true hierogamy within and without. Mm. So it's this, this reclamation of the true synthesis of these energetic gendered expressions so that the, the creation itself the matter, the fields, the grids, the, the, the bodies can all come back into this, this state of equilibrium, their state of balance, their state of interconnectedness woven together so that they can birth as one rather than the, what we have seen, which has been the womb inverted, the sexual energies, uh, inverted, and feeding into these shadow realms, these hell realms of which perpetuate all of these different um, realities and timelines of which we have been a part of. And so now there is the turning the right side up or like the upside down is now becoming the right way up so that the energy is moving through the body in its ascending capacity through the microcosmic orbit to contract and expand the magnetism, the electricity through the body in its, in its harmonized space. And this is all coming through the work of the Holy Mother. Mm. This is all coming through the space of us going in and working with self, loving self, reclaiming the innocence and building out the vertical connection, the vertical channel, the aquiline pillar of which she descends through into us, spirit descends into us 
to breathe us anew, to allow our electricity to restore so that there is balance and that her true children can be born once again. Beautiful. So imagining that someone has never heard about this um, mm. female inversion and um, and the womb space being used for you know, shadow or dark. Can you explain a bit more about that? Mm -hmm. So the womb itself, well, the understanding of the feminine is that she is the space of which all creation exists. So the, the cosmic womb, the sound fields, um, hold the harmonics, which then organize or allow the architecture of the masculine to be brought into form, breathed new. And so she is in a way that which is structuring, although she is not usually assigned a structuring um, function, this, that is what the sound fields are. That is what the harmonics are. They're a organizing, um, patterning force or presence through this emanation of mother god which allows the the light geometry of father god the architecture of creation to come creation to come into its um necessary form so that is the the, the macrocosm within the microcosm within our womb space or the sacral center this is what houses our um this and our base, our root chakra, houses our sexual energies. And so these are associated with different layers of consciousness. So our, our root is associated with our unconscious layer, and uh, which is our atomic layer. And then our sacral center is associated with our subconscious mind with an elemental layer of creation. So these layers then build up to our our third dimensional layer our solar plexus center which is our conscious mind so that which exists within the conscious uh, sorry the unconscious and the sub subconscious aspects of our being are going to directly influence our conscious expression our conscious mind so this is why the the atomic and the elemental layers of creation have been targeted because they actually disfigure and invert the energies that exist within the human and within other aspects of creation. And instead of allowing them to breathe up through into a organic state of mind of which there is harmony between mind, body, and soul or mind, body, and spirit, there is then an inversion which splits the feminine and masculine through different traumas, different betrayals, abandonments, um, you know, so on and so forth. And so the energy then turns down and it feeds down and out of the body into all of these different shadow realms. So it's, um, it's to do with the way that we actually exist as multidimensional beings and if we understand that we are sexual and sensual beings and there is so many distortions that exist within this but it is to understand that we once we reclaim them we restore the organic organic magnetism we restore the pure birthing capacity to allow god to birth through us while there is still infiltration existing within these spaces 
we are going to, you know, the energy that's coming through this is going to birth through that lens, through that distortion, through the corrupted coding. And so we, we have a responsibility to bring ourselves back into a state of, um, of being clear of that so that we can, like, we are that which births God into this plane. So we are the divine intervention. We are that which is doing God's work. So if the sexual birthing energy is distorted, then we are working against God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. So beautiful. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about community and you talk about tribal Mm -hmm. shields, but I'm going to need an explanation of tribal shields Mm -hmm. personally. Um, And, and so, yeah, talk about that and, and these, what you call organic family dynamics. Mm -hmm. So tribal shields, this is an aspect of architecture. Mm -hmm. So when, um, it's not a physical, you know, it's not a physical shield. It's a, it's an architectural geometry that exists, a, a template that comes together when different components of the actual tribe come into the cohesive one. They activate and it holds, um, it holds a form of which frequency can then pour through and come into actually restore the consciousness or as the basis of the architecture for the tribal consciousness. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have different layers of shields. We have like earth shields, tribal shields, so on and so forth. And their architecture, which holds frequency for what they're coded to. So when they're, when they're activated, when they're brought back together, because most of these shields have been split, have been broken, which means that the, the frequency required to bring them into full activation is being um, prevented. But that is part of the healing work that is being done and has been done. A lot of these are being restored, activated, are currently online, which is why we're seeing such a rise in um, the wanting to come back together. The true, you know, I know for a lot of us, we're moving through deep processing and wounds around missing community, missing tribe, mm-hmm. the, the longing and the yearning for the family unit in whatever capacity that looks like for us. But it is understanding that we are supposed to be in in tribes. Um, so the tribe itself, we, ha- we haven't seen anything of what it should be like in in recent history we have beautiful examples of people coming together on land and um and working harmoniously but there is still a lot of trauma that exists within those groups and it can cause a lot of destabilization because Mm -hmm. these there is still um a mentalized approach to the idea of community rather than it being a heart-based approach in which a core vibratory intention in which the devotion to God is the first, is the foundational aspect to the community. Mm-hmm. So, so now what we are coming back into is a space in which through own self, there is a merge with spirit, which is opening the heart and the higher heart. So the, the higher heart, the inner spirit is merging with the cosmic spirit, the Holy Mother. 
And so then when we're in this space, we can truly approach the idea of coming back together in our families, our original families. These are not new constructs. These are us returning to the the way of the ancestors, mm-hmm. which are which are us, that the true ancestors, the original ancestors. So these dynamics are really important for us to start to to understand because the basis is devotion to God. The basis is unity consciousness. Mm-hmm. So there is, and there is also a relinquishment of having to be everything. So in a state of separation, either being single or in a partnership, there has been this isolation from uh, working together yeah. in which the, fe- the female had to take on being everything that is the feminine and the male had to take on everything that is being the masculine. And that's not, that's not reality. It's mm-hmm. not the individual responsibility to be the totality of the feminine. She is to be the expression of the feminine to which she is coded to be and to offer that. And the same with the masculine. He is to be the masculine expression of his codex and to offer that, but he doesn't need to be that which is outside his template. So this is why when we come together in a space of spiritualized devotion to God, holding, you know, actually a sound field of pure eternal harmonics where we come in and we offer ourselves as ourselves and nothing more and nothing less and knowing that it is safe to do so and just because I don't have the skills or the capacity to do one thing does not mean that I am not worthy to be a part of that or that that is shameful to not have those skills. It means that I look to a sister of mine to say, I know that you hold this, so can you please breathe this through for me? Or, you know, we have partnership and our our male might not be able to provide or have the skills to do a certain thing, the codex to do a certain thing. So we look to a brother and we say, brother, can you help me with this? And so it is about really coming into cohesiveness of understanding true unity consciousness, true devotion through spirit, and how this starts to build out the or restore the the tribes, the original tribes, and and also understanding that that comes down to a, a really deep stripping back of self to be humble, to be in a space of humility at all times because that that involves the connection. You know, when we speak of unity consciousness, we often speak about um, this coming together as one, as humans, but that is such a small fraction of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's to understand that we have to come through unity consciousness with all aspects of source, which means mineral, plant, animal kingdoms. And that is the true bridge, the true rainbow bridge, I feel, is that when we're in our full restored space or not, or wherever we are in our journey, we still have access to all of it. We just have to accept and be open to receive ourselves and then we can do the same with all of these other aspects of the creation that exists within this world of earth. So Mm. 
there is um there is a lot coming through at this point in time around really coming into being humbled on our knees to listen to what the land has to say also because for a lot of us the original tribes or the original descendants or descendants of the original tribes are coded to uh, to certain land masses as well like mm-hmm. we ha- we're the we're song lines race lines are song lines we hold Mm -hmm. a song within our being and part of that song is connected to the land that holds the same song and Mm -hmm. so it's about us starting to be really honest with ourselves about what our song is what song we feel called to in resonance with the people who we can hear their song and it, and it opens our heart because we see ourselves in them. We mm. know them as as family. It's this it's this beautiful portal that we're we're walking through at the moment as a collective, even though many are existing on different layers of awareness of that. I think deep within the heart, there is a, a yearning for that in all beings. And deep within the womb, there is a pulsating to actually birth that and to put the purified sexual and sensual energies into manifesting that for us. Yes. Yes. So beautiful. And, you know, if people have been listening to this podcast before this episode, I've been talking a lot about things that hint at what you're, what you're describing, um, you know, listening to the land, getting these messages from this piece of land that I was living on. And it has totally changed my life this year and led to this womb reclamation led to this whole, um, you know, prosperity codex that I am still living and channeling and bringing that through. (laughs) And, um, you know, even my work has gotten this massive cleanse. I felt like it was like the womb waters of Sophia mm-hmm. Gaia, like cleansing my work, you know, and, and like old versions of me, you know, created things. And then those old versions needed to be like cleansed out of my business. And, and right now, the thing that really, really wants to happen is the calling in of tribe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like a framework and a structure for that called a membership site, you know, that's like <laughs> in a business lens. It's like these silly words. But, um, you know, over three years of like walking with this and, you know, offering up these um, programs or like temple spaces and, and just, you know, whatever I was going through, I was like offering it out to the world. And, um, it was very, very clear that there was a tribe, like it's, you know, it's, um, like a rose lineage. It's like the Magdalene. It's, you know, the, the women who, um, are really working to like speak truth and come through that, uh, depletion into that loving of the holy masculine. And, and Mm. it's like, we are tribe. That's, that's what we are. And so, um, I'm so feeling that call to community and the 
I mean, my, my physical system <laughs> um, and everything etheric is like, this whole individuation thing <laughs> is like <laughs> not for me anymore. Yes. It's like we can't build what we need to build if it's every person for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm feeling like my heart is cracked wide open after this year. And um yeah, that's where I want to be. I want to be in community. I want to be in tribe and what you're saying about like the original tribes. I'm like, yes, like <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that is what I'm here for. Let's, let's go, you know? It's yeah. So exciting to be, <laughs> to be on this yes. earth at this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, Oh, it's so true. And it comes back to the depletion of the, of the female is it's, it is too hard for us to do it alone. Yeah. And there's no, there's no shame in saying that. And I mean, we've done beautifully up until this point. It doesn't right. mean that we, we're not capable to do it by ourselves, but it is exhausting for the body to constantly be attempting to create in a space of isolation from sisterhood, from, from tribe with the presence of masculine, uh, male incarnates. Like there, there is a requirement for there to be a, a certain architecture to allow the, the exo, the exalting of, yeah. of all of us. And that, that doesn't come through having to do all things for yourself. To be protector, yes. provider, creator, nourisher, like it's, it's too depleting. And I think that's why we're seeing it's beautiful how a single thread can weave through all that we're speaking about because it's about the reclamation of the innocence of the Holy Mother present, the womb reclamation, mm-hmm. the depletion. The, and, and it's, it's why we're coming back into the call of the tribes is because the frequency is here now, the, the shields are activating. It's just, it's time. That's all it comes down to is it's time. We're at this point in in the cycles where we, we have freed and liberated the consciousness enough to now be able to truly honor and respect one another in each individuated form and to want to work cohesively as a whole rather than being in pathologies of, well, I don't really like that person or this really upsets me or I, you know, I want to do things my way. It's a relinquishment of the control in giving it back to God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I think we're coming up on an hour. So this hour flew by for me. And so I just want to pause and allow a little time and space to, to see if there's anything that has not been said that really wants to be said here today. I think what you just said really wraps it up quite beautifully so any final thoughts i would love to just offer briefly um really coming into as you shared with your journey about communing with the land is we cannot underestimate the importance of this at this point in time yeah and understanding that our way home is through it's through the elements, it's through the elementals, it's through going back into the soil, the fertile land of mother, that which is penetrated by the rays of father and that allows life to be born. And so 
as we actually come into relationship with the plants, what they teach us is that they have their own consciousness, their own expression. And it's not just for us to come in and to use as commodities to assert ourselves as, um, you know, we, there can be this false guardianship that is thrown around mm-hmm. of which there is an assertion of dominion over like the, the realms of like, I'm here to, to guard and protect. And it's like, but you're not in relationship with what you're speaking of. When you actually go in and ask, a lot of these plants have their own frequency that they're holding, their own feminine or masculine expression, their own story that they are offering to us. And if we're not in sacred relationship with that, we are not in unity consciousness. We're in a false pretense of pretending to be guardians Mm. Uh, when we're disconnected from the very thing that we are here to serve. And so I really implore all to sink into the sacred relationship with the plants to understand what they are wanting to offer, what they have to offer, because they, they're not, you know, we're not entitled to take from them. We're not entitled to just harvest them because they're there and, and we require them to feed ourselves at this point in time. There has to be a, a symbiotic or a symbiosis that is opened through that communion. And through doing such, we, we start to come back into the remembrance of life itself being ceremony, mm. being just you can choose the depths of reverence and honor and humility and respect that you move into and that is infinite. And so the more that you commune with the oneness that you are through all things, through the soil, the minerals, the elements, the elementals, the plants, the trees, the animals, and each other, the more you actually come into awareness of who you are as a being who and what God is, what spirit is, and what oneness is in its true organic state. And so guardianship doesn't come through the assertion of dominion over mm-hmm. anything. It comes through a softening and a sinking into the base layers of creation in sacred relationship to begin to weave ceremony that is the living, breathing expression of all in harmonious oneness. So that's what I would really like to close with and offer to everyone because you will open your heart. You will have your heart cracked open through those beings, through that consciousness, and you will also be told exactly, you will be called out exactly when you are out of line and when you are an ego because the plants do not care. They're not, it's not like a human consciousness that is worried about how it will be received or, oh, should I see that? That might be taken the wrong way. A tree will say, you, you're really an ego right now. Why would you think that? Like, why do you think that you have the right to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It's the beauty mm-hmm. of their consciousness. So allowing yourself to go and be called out, to be sort of brought to your knees is necessary within the journey because we're not here to be in a, on a hierarchical throne, lording ourselves above everything. We're here to be merged 
and fused and infused through all that exists. Mm -hmm. Mm. So beautiful. And thank you so much for that. And I'm really deeply moved in this moment because what changed my life last year was falling in love with a piece of land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like deeply, deeply. And then that land began to talk to me (laughs) and Mm -hmm. the spirits on that land and the ancestors on that land and collectives of, of beings from that land um, began to talk to me. And, you know, I was really asking very deep questions about feminine depletion and what they began telling me was like, look at where you are in the consumer program and Mm -hmm. look at where you yourself are out of integrity. And, um, and so that is such a big piece of, like I said, I'm still, um, you know, bringing it through, but these like prosperity, um, teachings that really, I have come to, to bring these things through. And it's like (laughs) that thing you have to spiral around and around and around. (laughs) So I've been just, you know, learning that for a long time, but the land needs to be our teacher in that regard. Um, yes. So thank you. Thank you for articulating that so beautifully. Thank you. Jade, I am imagining that in the work that you do with people, you're doing some energy work and work on the architecture. How, how is it that you're doing one-on-one work with people in case, um, I want to (laughs) know, I want people to know what you do and where to find you, um, before we end here. Yeah. It's always a bit hard to explain because it's, um, so magical (laughs) yeah exactly it's one of those things um it's very individual so it varies session to session but a lot of what I'm doing is taking you in to find different aspects of your being to identify the the architecture or the actual sound tones that are existing within the body and then we start to dismantle them, correct them, restore them. And so there is a a talking, um, like a sharing, like just what we're doing backwards and forwards, an open discussion in which we start to identify what is taking place. And then there is a deepening into more of the technology that I hold, which is it's like um, the easiest way I can put it is a, like a vibrational sound transmission, which goes into the body mm-hmm. and it moves the, the atoms of the body around so that they can repattern and restore mm-hmm. the geometry and change the harmonics back into their purified song. So mm-hmm. there is a lot that is spoken and there is a lot that is unspoken. Mm-hmm. And so it is, um, a multi-dimensional, multi-faceted exploration of self to bring you back into oneness, um, into deeper communion with spirit. And and to be honest, um, at this point in time, things are changing so rapidly that I can feel a lot more is coming through. So who knows um, as we move forward, (laughs) it changes on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Oh, I admire that so much because, you know, I think people just, you trust the resonance and, and you trust you like just in hearing your, 
speaking um, here. I was going to say this evening, I'm, it's your morning and my evening. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I, you feel the resonance with the person. I feel the resonance with you. And then that's what we trust. It's like, I yes. know that you hold this medicine. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm just saying that. So when people like feel the resonance, they trust their resonance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's less of like needing to understand exactly what happens there, because what's going to happen there is exactly what needs to happen for your soul <laughs> as God moves through. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. like, not something that's easily put on a website. So I totally, <laughs> understand that <laughs> with my and work as well exactly yeah. it's and I think the funny thing is that to be honest a lot of the time uh, you know us as healers or that are offering our medicine it is spirit moving through us so yes. half the time we're doing it and we even say to ourselves like I don't really know what happened there but yeah I, right. I, <laughs> I, I acted as the conduit for that to take right. place and I, I trust that so it's yeah. um it's our technology, but it's it's spirit infused in that to allow that to actually take place. And and so you have, as you said, you have to trust that resonance. You have yeah. to trust spirit. You have to trust that that person is integrity and that 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 yes. is what they are working in in complete and absolute relationship with. Right. Yeah. It, you know, when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, no, I, I work for God. So I'm yes. doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I work exactly. for the Christ of Sophia and we see what happens. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so um, you're on Instagram at sacred wholeness anywhere else online or should people go there? No, not presently. So okay. I have my bo- books closed uh, just at the moment because I have okay. two group containers. I have a women's container and a men's container, but as of November, I'll be opening my books back up and I'm in a transitional phase of everything that was in regards to my website needed to be broken down. And so I'm getting to it. But as I shared with you prior to our call, the technological um, web building (laughs) sort of thing is like just not a priority or a strong suit for me. So it will happen when it happens. Beautiful. We totally (laughs) get that. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for um, just shining your light on the planet. Like as you are. (laughs) Thank you for being you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all that you unravel with this prosperity templating and, and this beautiful spiraling that has been gifted to you through the land. So, Mm. um, yeah, I I really honor all that you're doing as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. We, we go together. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, Thank you so much for being here, everyone. And thank you, Jade, for that amazing and graceful transmission today. Reminder, you can find Jade on Instagram at Sacred Wholeness. I am Sarah Poet. Thank you for being here. You can find me on Instagram at Embodied Breath and, of course, at sarahpoet.com. The membership is there. You can access the membership through the homepage. I'd love for you to check it out and see if it's for you. You can also schedule sessions with me. And I also hold space for deep dive soul containers to really help you step into your soul's blueprint and embodiment um, here in these really spectacular and opportunistic times. SarahPoet.com. I'd love to hear from you. Take good care.
This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.